We are continuing today in Mishnah Yomi. Today's assignment is going to be Meseches Megillah, Perek Beis, the second chapter, Mishnayis Dalid through Hey, four through five. So Mishnah Dalid says as follows. Everyone is permitted to go ahead and read the Megillah. In other words, when we say Likrosas HaMegillah, it means everyone is permitted to go ahead and read the Megillah and allow others to discharge their obligation through the reading of the Megillah. With the exception of a Cheresh, a deaf mute, a Shota, someone who lacks mental capacity, the Katan and a child. Now the truth is, the Kamdenamdir amongst all these three individuals or these three groups is that they all lack mental capacity. The Shota is really someone who's often defined as deranged. The Gemara explains that what's an example of this, Halon Bebe someone who sleeps in the cemetery, or or someone who just tears their clothing for no apparent reason. So the Mishnah says in general, as long as a person has intellectual capacity, they're able to go ahead and read the Megillah and discharge others' obligations. Rabbi Huda Machshib HaKatan. Rabbi Huda said, Halacha Lemaisa. HaKatan is permitted to go ahead and read the Megillah as well. And the idea between behind Rabbi Huda is since, since the Katan has a mitzvah of chinuch, there's a mitzvah to educate the Katan, therefore the Katan is permitted to read as well. The halacha does not follow Rabbi Huda, and the Katan is not permitted to read the Megillah. In Kornas HaMegillah, V'lo Malin, V'lo Tovlin, V'lo Mazin, V'chein Shomer Shom K'nagin Meon Lo Titbo, Ach Tanitzacham. So now the Mishnah says as follows. One is that the Mishnah is giving a group of our grouping of mitzvahs that really are supposed to be done by day. And technically speaking, any mitzvah that should be done by day should really be done after sunrise. So I mean, this is, for example, we don't read the Megillah, nor do we give a bris milah. Tovlin v'lomazin. Tovlin means to immerse in a mikvah, let's say a person is virtually impure. Or mazin. So remember again, this refers to the sprinkling of the waters of the para aduma upon someone who is ritually impure from contact with a corpse. Similarly, again, a woman who experienced uh, an emission. Now, this is talking about a, a woman who has a non-menstrual emission. The halacha is that if she has an emission on one day, then then she has to observe one pure day, we'll call one clean day. So then after that clean day, she goes to the mikvah. So let's talacha All of these things should really only be, or have to be done by day. And the definition of by day is that they are done after sunrise. So again, you can't read the Megillah till after sunrise. You shouldn't give a bris meal after sunrise. Anyone who has to go to the mikvah should go to the mikvah after sunrise. Sprinkling of the waters of the paraduma after sunrise. A woman who's observing a clean day after she had an emission, ultimately again, she only go to the mikvah until about after sunrise. So interestingly enough, anything that's supposed to be done after sunrise, if you ended up doing it after dawn, so remember again, dawn occurs before sunrise. Machlok is how much beforehand, but let's assume whatever amount of time before sunrise is dawn. So technically speaking, any mitzvah that's supposed to be done by day, ideally you should do it after sunrise. But if you did it after dawn, Ultimately, that works as well. So that is the end. I'm sorry. Good. Anything that was done after after dawn, bidi avid is kosher. So again, for our purposes, ideally to read the Megillah after sunrise. But if one read the Megillah after dawn, one is yotze the mitzvah as well. This leads us now to Mishnah. Kol ayom Mishnah is going to go ahead and discuss mitzvos, which again are done by day. And the Mishnah is going to teach us that any mitzvah which is done by day 
one has the entire day to perform that mitzvah. So therefore, you read the Megillah the entire day. You read Halal the entire day. You could love the Shofar the entire day. Ulav can be taken the entire day. Musaf can be daven the entire day. And Karban Musaf can be brought the entire day. So Vidui Parim refers to the confession that is made over two unique bow offerings. We actually referenced this before. The two offerings we referred to over here are the Par Koin Mashiach and the Par He'alam Davar Minhat Sibor, or Davar Shal Sibor. So the idea that the, the Par Koin Mashiach is the Par that's brought in the event that the Koin Gadol issued an erroneous ruling, and the Par He'alam Davar Shal Sibor is the, is the bull offering that's offered up in the event that the Sanhedrin issued an erroneous ruling. So the Gemara says, Ulo Vidui Yom Kippurim, confession for Yom Kippur. I'm sorry, Vidui Meiser. Vidui Meiser means the confession that's made during the tithing cycle that you acknowledge that you have given out, you've dispersed your tithes. The Vidui Yom Kippurim, which is the confession of Yom Kippur. Smicha, which is the leaning of the animal, which is a process that is done before sacrifice or before slaughter. Lishchita, for the slaughtering of sacrifices. Litinufa, for the waving, excuse me, waving of the sacrificial parts, la hagasha. Hagasha ultimately again is the process of bringing the bringing the. Um, it literally means bringing close, but it refers ultimately again when you have the utensil that's used for the mincha offering, bringing it close to the mizbeach. Likmitza. Kmitza means when you take. Remember again the process out of a whole mincha offering. Only a very small part is actually offered up on the Mizbeach. Remember again, the Kohen takes his three middle fingers, scoops up whatever he can from the meal offering. That's the Kmitzah. Fist, it's called the fistful, but it's not really a fistful. It's just the three fingers full. That's what's offered up on the Mizbeach. Ula Haktara. And the burning of the actual carbon. Limalika, which is the process that is done for a bird offering, where the Kohen takes his thumbnail, sticks it into the back of the neck of the bird, and kind of flicks off its head that way. Ula Kabala, to the receiving of the blood. Ula Azayr, to the sprinkle, for the sprinkling of the blood. Ula Ashkayas Sota. And if a woman is suspected of adultery, the Sota process, where she drinks water in which the Parsha of Sota has been dissolved. Ula Arifas Ha'agala. If a corpse is found in between two cities. So remember again, the elders of the closest city come, they decapitate a calf, they go ahead and they wash their hands over the calf and they say, Our hands have not spilled this blood. And the purification of the Mitzvah, the person who contracted Saras, which again we loosely translate as leprosy, but in fact, as we know, Saras is really a spiritual malady, it's a physical manifestation of a physical malady. So the Kamdinamir amongst all of these things mentioned in the Mishnah is they can be done throughout the entire day. Now what's interesting to note is that when it comes to the performance of actual mitzvahs, we have a concept of Zrizin Makdimin Lemitzvahs. That in general we try to perform mitzvahs as early on in the day as possible. So, you know, for example, so we even though you could take the Lulav the entire day, you don't wait till the end of the day. Right? You could read Megillah the entire day, but you try to do things as quickly as possible. But nevertheless, all of the items contained here in the Mishnah, one has the license to perform them throughout the entire day. everyone will stop over here for today. And Amir Sham continue on in Megillah tomorrow, wishing everyone a wonderful day.